It's Wednesday, August 11th. We're earning that namesake today. What if premieres on Disney Plus and we saw The Suicide Squad not once, but twice. This is Mostly Superheroes. Hello and welcome to Mostly Superheroes. Andy's interrupting me right here in the intro. Here we are, back in the studio. You guys don't know it, but we actually talk during the intro of this. Patreon patrons. But we didn't know that we could talk during it until you told us. You spoiled it. Until like six months in. But this is Mostly Superheroes, weekly pursuit for the world's best stories, with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. I'm your host, Logan. Go ahead, Gandy. Gandy, <laughs> Gandy, I like that. That's a, that's your nickname number two. Andy, how you doing, Mr. Giggler? Uh, Give you a round of applause buddy. here. I am so great. I'm off on Friday, play some golf with some buddies, and just trying to get get by life until there. Yeah, you've uh, you're you've been taking off during the summer. You're doing it right. I feel like yeah. you're one of these guys where they're like, oh man, Andy, he's out all the time, and you're, because you're using those su- summer vacation days. Yeah, I don't like to. Keep those on until the end of the year. Then you're just taking off when it's cold. This is, yeah, this what is the doing? time to shine. Um, I've seen you two days in a row again. I love it. We saw the Suicide Squad for a second time last night in IMAX. What do you do tomorrow? Yeah, we just go see it. Do it again? I don't know. We could hang out. Well, maybe it will. PC Mike. Oh, shit, you're leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going out of town. I'm going to Michigan. PC Mike, welcome back. <laughs> two in a row. Two in a row. Feels good. Feels nice. It's almost a streak. You didn't wear a polo this time. I did not. I didn't I'm, have to look, work. I'm today. paranoid already. Am I going to be on today? All right, you're on camera. Okay. We didn't leave you. We didn't <laughs> leave you hanging. If you're a YouTube watcher or a Facebook, yeah, we. Uh, Mike was just. I, I I figured it out though. I just took one picture of you, yeah, and just, that's you the whole time. Just a frozen body. But, yeah. <laughs> Andy thought that his brand new projector was freezing. <laughs> you were watching mostly superheroes on the projector at your house. Yes. How was that? It was amazing. I'm gonna do it every week now. Andy's a little vain. He's like, look at look at this what I look at this comment I did. Yeah, Steph, yeah. look at <laughs> look yeah. at this funny joke I'm about to make. You work next to your wife at at we got this work from home life going. You got a new projector and it's above your seat, so it's kind of like I feel like it, you probably feel like you're working at the ESPN zone. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, there's just screens, 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 big screen. Hell yeah, dude! With my beautiful face on it. Well, I'm not surprised at all. With from the guy that has two. How many TVs? TV, two, two TVs in his living room. Now you've got basically a third one in your living room almost. Yes. Um, good to see you guys. Good to have you back. This is a jam-packed episode. Um, we got some good what you watch, and we got some fans we're going to highlight. And yeah, two big features today, sort of. The meat is going to be the Suicide Squad. Cannot wait to talk about this. And big news in the Marvel world, uh, MCU just debuted What If? And we're going to talk about that during what you watch. But first, as always, let's open it up with the fans. Fan mail. Remember to call. If I can, I don't. I don't know if I can be any clearer. You need to call this phone number. If you're you right now, yes, you listening. Seven five four call log. Seven five four two two five 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 six four. What? What do you if, think? If you're driving, just pull over. Just pull over. Say, do this safely. 
And I see Andy. He's putting in his phone right now. You need to text this to your friends. I'm in the Most of Superheroes squad on Facebook, our private, free, exclusive Facebook group. Go join it. It's fun. Private, free, exclusive. I'm calling it right now. But now people are, just sure getting, works. people are just getting yelled at. Is that the phone right now? It there? is, but I have it on a mode that just is on voicemail mode, so it won't like actively ring. Oh, gotcha. Plus, we'd have like an echo thing. We need people from outside this room to call in. Otherwise, we're going to start... We're gonna start calling people. I agree. And you don't want to just be called and put on the spot in the radio show. That's like this. That's like the nightmare, right? They have to be like you listen to those on like local radio Z one zero seven seven here, and they're yes. like, "All right, let's call this guy you went out with that's cheating on you." <laughs> no one answers phone numbers they don't have anymore. For yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And then like they admit it, and it's like this big thing that has to be fake. Like we've done this for forty years now. Yeah, has to be fake, right? I think that probably it's a percentage, right? You probably got like twenty five percent of those that are actually real, and the other half is just like, uh, let's just. I mean, I worked at a radio station in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was on the morning show. Let's I was get the her, intern. Let's call her out. Let's call her right now. And it'd be like, okay, and you almost like you might even be the real person, but yeah, you're giving some heads up. Well, this is your heads up, listener. Where you are looking for people, it's so easy. You can send us a text. You can leave a voicemail. It's fun. We featured our voice, Scotty, one time, and that's been our only one so far. Oh, we had another, but it was you. Well, that was <laughs> yeah, the first the curtain. The first one ever was yeah. You asked about who fakes. I guess we're at fifty fifty. That was yes, the we're uh, at fifty fifty. <laughs> alternate dimension Logan. Hey, yeah. it's higher than 25. Hey, it's not bad. But give us a call, 754-CALL-LOG. We're dying to hear from you. And this one actually comes from a, per- a person we featured before from our YouTube channel. Um, we actually featured this guy many months ago. Uh, it was ep- episode uh, 29, our review of Black Widow. And it's Anthony A. Perez from YouTube. So you guys might remember him. He said, hey, guys, oh, yeah. sorry for checking this out so late, but I greatly appreciate the shout-out. Loved listening to this on my drive. Keep up the good work, fellas. You keep up the good work, Anthony. Yeah, man. I mean, I he, I like that he's honest. He's like, hey, it took me a while to get here, but I did hear it, heard his shout out, and I love hearing the payoff of a fan hearing that shout out on air. So Anthony A. Perez, appreciate you, man. Keep checking us out. We'll keep showing you some love, and it's that easy to get featured during fan mail again. Facebook group, MostlySuperheroes.com, and the studio phone. You choose. Next up, let's uh, do some news. News and rumors. One piece of news today, because we are pretty packed, as I mentioned. We talked about Venom, Let There Be Carnage last week. We were scared that the date might get pushed back. The good news is, guys, don't worry. It has not been pushed back in the U.S. However, it has been pushed back international date. So this comes at us at comicbook.com. Charlie Ridgely over there. This is uh, August 9th, just a couple days ago. Looks like the international date has been pushed back from September 23rd to October 11th, I think this says? 14th. 14th, yeah. So this is Australia, I think New Zealand, handful of other foreign dates have been pushed. It's This is it. This is the news. Because who knows? This is just uh, it's a little scary because Andy mentioned it last week. He's like, well, hopefully they don't push it back here in the U.S. This could be an indicator that they are. You know, man, if, if one date's going to be pushed back in another country, you can only assume the U.S. is on the list of maybe doing this. I don't know. New Zealand, like, locked down hard. They had it bad? No, that's why they locked. I don't think they did. That's why they locked down. Like, I think last summer there were festivals and stuff they had. They were like one of the countries that did it like, pretty well. They're like, we're not doing yeah. anything. Like, everyone's locking down. Yeah. You're at home. And then I think last year, like, I would get videos sent to me, like, look at everybody in New Zealand just partying it up. And everyone was having a good time. So I think they take it super serious, um, which they should. And they probably just shut it down and said, hey, in two weeks. If this is under control, we'll show the movie. Do you think other countries are just like 
some are just doing it way better than we're doing it, and like it's just yeah. chaos over here because it feels like chaos right chaos right now. I think so. These um, variants happening, more mass mandates. You're talking about lockdowns and pushing back stuff. I mean, this is all theoretical, but still, man, this is stressful. I think we have more surface area than just, some countries like New Zealand. Just more. I think land. more state governments have more control than national and things like that. Like, yeah, separations of state and national governments versus states and counties doing their own thing like we just all can't get on the same page yeah well, i mean st louis is st louis is a shining example of that like we're <laughs> you know there's what how many municipalities instead of just one big city it's like hey man how am yeah. i don't want to be like anti-border you know i'm not gonna make a statement on what i feel about borders in general but it seems like the more you cut it all up the more complicated it becomes more cooks in the kitchen more cooks in the kitchen Ooh. and what you end up with is people screaming at each other i've been watching the news here locally about people screaming about wearing these masks people are not got rejected today it did yesterday yeah uh, uh, like got rejected in the county again yep. yeah the county and the city seem to be like on different pages anyway. i just i just take a mask with me in my pocket yep they wear it i know i wear it if yeah. not like just be smart that's how i'm that's navigating just it be smart and i'm also a big fan of just like you got to default to definitely like the business owner wherever mm -hmm. you're going just follow be prepared to follow the rules there man like everybody's just trying to like get through the day um well that being said international dates push comicbook.com appreciate it hopefully this will not happen in the u.s so this is more you know just kind of on the radar type thing andy jimmy thoughts here i just hope it doesn't I'm selfish. I don't care if this movie gets delayed, but if this gets delayed, I'm worried about No Way Home getting delayed. Yeah, that's the that's and the that's the real one, right? Yeah. Like this one gets delayed, we'd be like kind of sad, but like No Way Home gets pushed back. The Eternals and the more that they're like, oh wow, I didn't even think about that. Shang Chi, man, yeah. Shang Chi's in three weeks. Yeah. So we just got to make it to that. Yeah. Hopefully we do. I, I just yeah, I don't want I don't want that to be the trend because that's a that's a dangerous slope going down for sure especially after the shang chi trailer that we saw before the suicide squad this was the third trailer i've seen it was different than the first two i've seen and great to see on imax oh, amazing man. on imax i was like i'll be seeing that movie in imax 100 I, I was literally pumped up for, for the that was the first time that was the first time that i actually got like really pumped up about the movie um i was seeing it on imax like seeing it yeah, and the trailer I think was a newer trailer that I, haven't, I hadn't seen. They showed just like different cuts, and I was just getting a better picture of like who this guy is. And basically, this character seems like he always kind of knew the family he was coming from, and was trying to you know be a different person. And like his, but it's like the impacts from his father and the generations before him are just too powerful and impactful. So Shang Chi, man, please don't get pushed back. It, it looks awesome. Looks pretty good. All right, that's the news for today. Pretty. Nice and tight. Comicbook.com. Appreciate it. We'll have the link to this article in our description if you want to re read more about that international delay of Venom. And with that, let's get into what we're watching. What you watching? All right. What you watching? It's where we tell you what we're watching each and every week. You can tell us what you're watching. We re you reach out all the ways that you know how. Facebook, the website. We'll get you right here at the beginning of this segment. We'll feature fans first. This week, it's just really me and Mike. Andy's is pretty light, and that's okay because of the big stuff we're talking about. PC Mike, tell us about this movie on HBO Max starring Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton. I've never seen it. It's called Freaky. Freaky is on HBO Max. Um, very fun, lighthearted watch. Uh, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer, uh, and I guess Catherine Newton is a high school um, getting through high school, and um, Vince Vaughn goes on a killing spree. Something happens, and they switch bodies like in Freaky Friday. 
Okay. So it's kind of figuring all that out, but it has a serial killer vibe with it. There's some pretty gory stuff in here, like some good, to start off, it's a very good like slasher film, mm-hmm. and then there's some more lighthearted stuff as it comes through. Um, good watch, fun watch, easy watch, nice Friday night, have a couple drinks, hang out, watch. Um, nothing too deep, but again, it's a Vince Vaughn movie, it's like an hour and 30 minutes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to keep putting us on the spot like this, so keep be prepared, even for myself, I need to be better about it. What's the rating? Um... I give it a solid 3.0. Okay, 3.0. Like wow. if it was on TV, I'd watch it again. Is this new? Yeah, it came out it's... last. It came out last year. Yeah, last year. So, but it didn't hit theaters because of all the stuff. So then I think it kind of just slipped onto HBO. But I enjoyed it. And you watched this with Rachel. I actually think she was watching a below deck marathon upstairs. So I <laughs> watched something. Else. I love how you guys coordinate your watching stuff. That's awesome. Freaky HBO Max. Um, yeah, I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the same people that made, um, what's the the horror slasher movie? Now it's escaping me, of course. The one where they, oh, Death Day. Yes, Happy Death oh, Day yeah. and I stuff like, like that. Those you like those? Yeah. Well, then, Andy, I think you might like this. Plus, PC might give it a 3.0, so we'll add it to the list. I yeah, see it's, got, it. it's got like an 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. Freaky. HBO Max, you heard it here. 3.0 from PC Mike, and if me and Andy watch it, we'll bring it back. Let us know if you're watching it out there. You got another one, Mike. Really interested to hear about this. I had not even heard about it until you texted it. Still haven't seen it. Go ahead. I got in a little documentary kick the other day. I did not submit one documentary that I watched that was on HBO Max, and it was about a steamboat that was found in a cornfield in Kansas. <laughs> what? Because the Missouri River changed, and it flooded, and they got all these artifacts from a steamboat they found in a cornfield. It is on HBO. What's it called? I forget. But Oh, man. Well, I guess- There's what... a museum dedicated to it in Kansas City. I'll look it up as we're doing stuff. That's fine. Uh, but I start, started, it's a three-parter, and this first ep- this first one was over two hours. I think I'm about an hour in, um, but it's about Barack Obama in the pursuit of a more perfect union, just kind of how he grew up and a little bit more into his life and some interviews of people that were close to him and kind of seeing a little different side of him. Um I love documentaries, and I was like, I'm going to get back into a little bit of documentaries and try and enrich myself and not just watch Freaky by, mm-hmm. with Vince Vaughn and try to be a little better. But so far, so good. Um, cool seeing some older photos and stuff like that and some old interviews and just kind of how he cut his teeth and came up through the ranks. And I know it's hard to rate documentaries, but do you think like, in, like do you feel a rating coming on right now? I don't because I've only watched – one sixth. Oh, I see. So My bad. There's three I, I, parts. I missed that. You only watched, watched the it. first hour of the first part because they're long. They're oh. like two hour features a piece. I think. How was the first one? I mean, the first one was great. I think it's well done. Okay. Good interviews. Okay. I mean, if you're into kind of historical, political documentaries, this would be something that will blow up your skirt. You know about this, Giggler? I didn't know about this, but I'm gonna watch it. Love Barrio. Barrio, I love it. Um, <laughs> all right, Obama in pursuit of a more perfect union. That's also on HBO Max. HBO getting some real. Love today. Always interesting to see the different streaming services that make it onto our show. This one's going to change it up. This is uh, Netflix. This was on a list of three that Mike said I had to watch after I told him I've really been diving deep into thrillers lately. Carrie and I have really been enjoying any thriller we can get on. The first one we watched from your list, Mike, Mystic River. It is on Netflix. Uh, Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, Marcia Gay Harden. And Laura Lenny, um, this was a great watch. Had a great time. It definitely kept me guessing. It was exactly what I wanted. Is that you know my favorite thing about thrillers is what do they show you? What do you think is going to happen next? Me and Carrie are big fans of you know if we pause to go get the popcorn or something. Little prediction town, you know, say like where they're going with this, who done it, 
Um, and I mean, you got Sean Penn, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is uh, <laughs> like a psychopath looking guy in this thing. And uh, Kevin Bacon's a cop. So, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. He's partnered up with Lawrence Fishburne. Mike already talked about this a little bit. Uh, this is going to be, this is totally spoiler free. I absolutely say if you're a Thriller fan, you got to go watch it. Um, I thought it dipped a little bit at points where it got a little slow to where, you know, I, I always can tell when it's getting slow for me. I'm just like, it's very like, I'm like, oh, I'll start reaching for my phone or something. Like you've lost my attention. That happened just a couple times, but overall, man, you know, 90% of this was really, really great for that. I'll go and throw it a rating. I'll give it a 3.1. Yeah, really liked it. Are you proud? I am. I mean, I did it. I know you did. That's you, a good referral. If you if you tell someone to watch a movie and they rate it, well, he like wasn't even looking at me, and I'm like, hey, mother effer, like I, I watched I, this movie you made me watch, like so much that he mentioned it in the show. Literally looking up Mystic River thing. <laughs> oh, PC Mike's just doing his job. <laughs> Anything that you should add that I didn't? I mean, my, that's a pretty loose review. Um, I mean, directed by Clint Eastwood. Yes, good job. Uh, Sean Penn. And Tim Robbins both won Oscars for their performances. How's the uh, how's the ratings? Is it? Did you look up any of that, like Rotten uh, Tomato or anything? Like, what other people think of this? Is this going to be like? Uh, I mean, it's an eighty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an eighty-four on uh, Metacritic, and it's an eight on IMDb. In two thousand four, right? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Mystic River. Okay, cool. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed it. If you're a thriller fan, you will too. And it's on Netflix. How easy is that? Yeah, perfect. And uh, one more for you, PC Mike, before we uh. Head into our mini meet, I'll call it, <laughs> uh, MCU Town. Tell us about this thing. I had not heard of this either. The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. It's on Hulu. So again, documentary Dave. You might call me my. <laughs> Some one. people call me Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah, <but> that's right. <laughs> I knew that so much that I didn't even think to yeah. say. It. I go, yep. yep. Uh, but the Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. A couple buddies watched it and they're like, "Hey, you gotta watch it." And I watched it. It's just nostalgia. Oh vomiting down your throat basically i can't they wait. go through the beginnings and i didn't really know the beginning double <clears> dare <throat> all that went through every show gave like every show like five to ten minutes to talk about wow so they started in the very beginning they talked to even what a nickelodeon machine was i didn't even know that it's like a viewing machine that's what? a nickelodeon back in the day yeah. oh yeah i remember hearing that word recently and i thought to myself i don't actually know what nickelodeon means yeah and then so they, what is that? It's a watching. It's like a viewing machine, like Warner Brothers had it back in the day. Like and that's you'd, you'd watch things to it. So that early, was like Nickelodeon, early days TV. Early, yeah. Okay. Um, and then they went through the beginnings of why they watched it. They even went through why they picked the colors. They went through their mindset, and then they started to go through shows. And um, they went through all the shows. They had some, not every single show. Like they didn't talk about every single cartoon or every single thing, but they talked about just to name a few. Hey, dude. They talked mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. guts. They talked about uh, Double Dare, mm -hmm. Nick Arcade, had Legends oh, of the Hidden yeah. Temple. Oh yeah, Secret World, Alex Mack, all that. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Ren and Stimpy, Keenan and Kel, um, and then they kind of like went through all that, and then said when they closed down the, it's kind of where they, the Orange Years, I guess, is when they were at the, um, the studio. Where you right. could go view so it. That's, that's so that's what the orange kinda, years are. It's like these yeah. were the days at the Nickelodeon studio. Yeah. So then they kind of went through all that and just kind of. They talk just, about slime? Yes. They talked about it. They talked about Gak oh selling God, the slime. Oh um, they talked about like Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. And they talked about Rugrats. Doug? And Doug. Those were the three main cartoons they talked about. The, so there are three main cartoons that started it. She went out. She wanted. 
their big thing was they wanted to find original content that didn't have source material. Mm-hmm. So like what was popular then was Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well, they're from a comic book and now they're just selling yeah, toys. Power Rangers, X-Men. Selling toys, selling toys. Yep. That's all. But they wanted original. Their first three, I think, were Doug. Doug was so good. Rugrats. I mean, obviously one of the best. And I think Ren and Stimpy. Those were the three they Wasn't picked to Wasn't allowed with. to watch it. Yeah. So, and they said it was four kids. <laughs> My mom said it was too raunchy, I think yeah. was the word she used. And they wanted, they wanted to push the envelope to say like, this is for kids. Salute your shorts, they talked about. Salute like, your shorts. Like, this is for kids. Pete and Pete. Yeah, Pete and Pete. Cla- aye, 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 Clarissa explains it yep. all. Talked about that. All those. Wow. All right, the orange years. It's I like mean, an hour and a half on Netflix. Or on Hulu. Yeah, I'm obvi- jacked. Oh, yeah, watch it. All of us uh, getting our eight-year-old selves are just yeah. getting all amped up over here. The I, orange- give, I give it like a 3.3 just because of it's just fun. Like, if you're around our age, 30-ish, like, those are the shows you grew up with. Yeah, for sure. Andy, you're going to watch this like right when you get home? Probably. After we finish Outer Banks and Mythic Quest is first. Yeah, there you go. Orange Years, Nickelodeon Story. It's on my list. Hulu, right? Hulu. Hulu Premium? I ha- I just have Hulu regular. Hulu is like, but like if you have Hulu, you pay at least something for it. Like, yeah, I have the bundle. So I have like the Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN. and ESPN bundle. I literally think there was a commercial in the very beginning, and there wasn't one throughout the whole thing. All right. Uh, the Orange Years. Can't wait to watch this thing. Uh, nice and tight. What you watching today? But before we wrap up, what you watching? We got one more episode of a show that just premiered today. Let's open this thing up real quick, and then we'll take a break and get into the meat, which is the Suicide Squad. First up in the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone animated. A new show premiered today on Disney Plus on August 11th. This is the 28th MCU title, just in terms of release. So every time we talk about that order, we're always talking about when it was released. This is the 28th MCU title. First to be animated and streaming today. It's got an 8.5 so far on IMDb. It's only been out for you know 12 hours. <laughs> and 85% of Google users do like this movie. Uh, Mike, it's been, I think it was the morning when I checked some of that. So maybe as we talk about this, you proactively look up some stuff. Maybe we can see how it's doing since the days, you know, we're getting to the end of the day here. Episode one, man. Um, I also need a little help on the title of this thing. I forgot about the title of the first episode, but this one is a what-if scenario told to you by The Watcher. What if Peggy Carter was the first Avenger? That's exactly what it was. Let's go ahead and give it up. Can give it up because this is a first-of-its-kind show. We've been talking about this thing weeks on end. This was announced at Comic-Con like two years ago, along with that first slate of Phase 4 announcements. Kevin Feige's up on stage talking about what this show might be. And at that time, I was lukewarm about it. And as the weeks have gone on, the years at this point, and now the recent weeks, I've just been getting really, really jazzed for it. And yeah, this first one is uh, exactly what it says. What if Peggy Carter got that super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? Um, I believe the episode was 33 minutes, according to Disney Plus. And then it came in, you know, around 25. These are ballparks. So if you guys got officials, let me know. But around 25 minute episodes, nice and tight, nice and easy. Um, we'll talk about the story, but I want to go around immediately and just get that gut reaction. Giggler, you first. How did this sit with you when that when those credits ran? Um, I hope the other ep- episodes are better. <laughs> That's the, my my was my first reaction. Mm-hmm. I was I I would not think I was excited for this as you were uh-huh. at first, but so my expectations were a little bit lower. But it's still I was just like I'm not that excited to watch the next one. And but like as you went, you just I guarantee it, it'll be Wednesday, and I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Yes, what if time?" 
Right. Again, but the first but, one didn't wow you. But yeah, exactly. PC Mike, really excited to hear what you thought of this. I'm on the I'm in the same with Andy. I mean, it was fine to watch. It was entertaining, but it's hard to me to like look up different things like we would for WandaVision and try to like find those little niches and things. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's an old video game and I just had to relook it up that was on the GameCube back in the day that I played called 13. Mm-hmm. Has anyone played this? Uh-uh. It had that same animation. That's all I could think about was like the same type of animation. Yeah, that's all I could think about was their animation. I know it's their first one. I don't know, it just seemed kind of choppy a mm-hmm. little bit. A little bit. And um I was seeing on comments online and everyone said it everyone liked it. You know, right. it was okay. But everyone's like, it's too short. Yeah, like really you short. Twenty five minutes to tell a full story. A full movie. And you took emotions and like there's just not enough character development, basically they said. Yeah. Which I for what's in. Well, that's a really interesting point, just because let's just talk about what this actually is and get into it. I mean, my gut reaction is, I'm going to tell you right now, just to, so you can get the, the, don't bury the lead here. I also thought it was pretty lukewarm. I hope you know, but I was very excited about it, and I was kind of scared that maybe I put my expectations too high. And the truth is, uh, I just, I, I, everything you just said, Mike, I can totally echo it. It just felt fast, mm-hmm. which it, it's a cartoon. And yeah, let's get into this right now and then explain how we feel as we talk about it. So the premise here, right? Very quick, right? What's the intro? Like 15 seconds of the Watcher being like, I'm the Watcher. There's multiple dimensions and multiverses and timelines. These are the stories I'm going to tell you about. Here's the first one. Okay, Steve Rogers. This is where it got cool because you're like, I know what happens in Captain America, the first Avenger. Steve Rogers is going to get that machine and he's going to get the super soldier serum. Instead, just one little thing changed. And spoiler alert for the episode. And this inevitably lands Peggy Carter... Help me with voices here, too, Mike, if you don't mind. Haley Atwell did come back, it sounded like, <laughs> I believe. But I could be wrong. And this is where it gets tough. Is that her, Haley mm-hmm. Atwell? Yep. So that's the actual Peggy Carter. <clears throat> yep. um, I'm going to say that the guy that played Steve Rogers was not Chris Evans. Or was I, it? I didn't know. Nope, I didn't get that. I knew either. it. I knew it. Skinny. Who? They call him Skinny Steve Rogers <laughs> on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> it was Josh... Keaton? Okay, that's fine. I, this is great that you have the cast pulled up. I knew it wasn't him, though. I was like, he sounds a lot like him, but it's not quite him. All right, so Peggy Carter, she gets the serum, and she's Captain Britain. Now, this is where I – you can't help but watch the show, and you're like, what are going to be all the differences, right? I mean, this one little thing changes, like, some really big stuff. Like, for one, Howard Stark, who this – that was him, voicing Howard Stark. Ding, ding, ding. Who's that? Uh, Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. He was back. I could definitely tell that was his voice. Yeah. I love it. I love that he was in the whole episode. Like, what a cool way to bring back Marvel characters you haven't seen in a long time, or somebody like him that's like out of time, and now he's on the screen again, right? And it does look a lot like him. You know, with this animation, I didn't think of the game you mentioned, Mike, but what I thought of was the movie Anastasia. Like, I just can't. I couldn't get that out of my head. Like, like that's an older movie too, but like the animation style felt very similar. It does look like a video game. I, I can't explain it. Like those, like. Telltale video games or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is the game, and I know you guys can't see it at home, but like that's the game. Like, I can oh, pull I it up. What's the game, game called yeah. again? Thirteen. It's from two thousand three. Two thousand three. It's like very GameCube. comic. It's it's made out of a comic book. Yeah. And like their split screens would go boop boop boop, and like dash it through and stuff like that. Um, it was it was okay. You know what? What they one thing they changed up really big from Captain America: The First Avenger that like I was like, wait, how did this happen? Just because Peggy Carter became Captain Britain was when Howard Stark. Captain Carter. What yeah, Captain Carter, but it did change your whole uniform. Right? But it is, but isn't, but the, everybody called her Captain Britain too, didn't they? I don't know uh, if anyone said notice. that. Yeah, I don't. Think I so. just know her costume was. 
I swear they it was Captain the, Carter because I I looked. It up is Captain episode. Carter. You're right. Yeah, they. That's what was it, the episode title. I said Peggy Carter, but it's Captain Carter. Was like, I just calling her Captain Britain because of the flag and everything on I, the shield? Maybe I, I originally was like when I was thinking. It about makes you think of it. I mean, I don't episode, think it's that yeah. big a flub. Um, it's, it's not, but still, I think it's a cool name, Captain Britain. But either way, you know what he builds with the? They get that tesseract first of all, pretty quickly mm-hmm. from Red Skull, and he puts it in an Iron Man suit that he built in the forties or whatever. I mean, that wasn't in the Captain America movie at all, though. No. But I understand this is a different world, but, like, the Watcher's point was that one little phrase she said, like, she's like, I'll stay down here with you, Steve. She's like, he's like, that changed everything. <laughs> and I was like, well, where did, I mean, Howard Stark never had that suit. No. So. Took his son to go in a cave and yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that came from Tony Stark. Um, but either way, that was very different. It was fine, though. You know what else I noticed? Captain Carter. I mean, way stronger than Captain America. And Stopping like, trucks and stuff. Way tougher. Like, just putting her shoulder, like Superman. Yeah. Like, hitting people and punching people, like, 30 feet away. And at that, that moment, I thought, okay, this is a cartoon, and they're just leaning into, like, this is a cartoon. You can be a little more free with that stuff, I guess. But that's exactly where I was, like, in my head. I'm like, this is a cartoon, but I can't, like... It's also canon, so I'm like, I don't know how to exactly. I don't know how to. And she like, learned quick. Put these too. things together. I think my brain is also is like confused because all these other shows, like in the back of our head, we're like, okay, what's going on with the show and how's it going to affect the MCU going forward? Right. This, I mean, I guess we have to acknowledge that 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 could happen. I mean, I got, I found this quote that I was looking for that I said earlier about um potential for the characters to be in live action from the show yeah you had yeah go ahead you tell us about it so in an interview with inverse executive producer brad winderbaum suggested that what if characters could potentially receive their own live action spinoffs well yeah we know that i mean disney's doing it right now with everything else they're like it's like what if what if what if we made peggy carter and like it's just a whole season of that you know i mean but you said live action yeah so these are like tests. So they're testing like 10 stories with all of us. Could be. And we're the focus group. Like which one do you guys like the best? Or I mean, yes, just, and guess what? Over one. In some point of multiverse of madness, like maybe we see a universe where this did happen and then we just see this in live live action. We see Skinny Steve. Skinny Steve who gets like shot in the stomach and like he gets all right, <laughs> then he's flying around in an Iron Man suit. Don't get me wrong, like that was awesome. Like I was like that's yeah. cool, but like also like very ridiculous even for a Marvel movie show um how about uh red skull getting his hands back on the tesseract and opening up a wormhole and just letting through a crazy space octopus reminded me of starro honestly <laughs> oh yeah hey you can't skip ahead <laughs> i know i want to we gotta finish this <laughs> <laughs> man that's rough i'm, oh, not, I'm yeah. trying not to like dog on this and get caught up in that because i did enjoy it i had a good time it was different it was different I was I'm with you, Andy. It's like I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about it. <laughs> you know, like it's like, are you just supposed to? Is this supposed to be like a, you know, a th- twenty minute little in the background show that like you just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, because I was watching it like an MCU thing, and I just was kind of thinking like, this is okay. Yeah, I had my like notepad out and I was gonna take notes and I was like, what the heck do I even say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um. It's because we don't have a lot to say about it, is the truth. Yeah. And that, that's exactly why it's kind of it's hitting that point. But, like, it was okay. It looked all right. And I'm with you, Andy. I think you mentioned you're like, oh, man, it was okay. But, like, next week you'll be so excited to see T'Challa. Yeah. We got you know, eight, whenever, whoever it eight is. Eight more. I'm not going to stop watching it mm-hmm. by any means. Oh, no. We'll be very excited. All right. Let's talk about the end of this thing, then. We can wrap it up. Um, 
so Nick Fury is at the end, and it's because she goes through the wormhole. It's like the same ending as Captain America, right? Instead of him flying his plane into the ice and saying, I'll dance with you later, and then he wakes up and he's with Sam, uh, Nick Fury in downtown New York, and he's like, I just had a dance, you know, that whole scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting emotional thinking about that. Well, this one is Peggy Carter's got to push a space octopus back through the portal, and like during this push, the same like little dialogue happens. He's like, I thought we were going to dance. And she's like, Saturday. <laughs> and she, they fall in. And then where does she go? She pops out basically where Loki pops out in the Avengers movie 2012. It's Nick Fury, uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, just like you found him in Avengers, except instead of Loki coming out, it's Captain Carter. And he, But Nick Fury says the same line. That was Samuel L. Jackson. It is. For sure. I could tell that for sure. Um, he goes, drop the sword. And like that's like he says the same thing in uh, Avengers, but he says, drop the spear because uh, Loki's yeah. got his yep. thing. Good call. All right. That was kind of cool. You know, she's out of time and she's like, oh, we won the war. And, but like, you know, oh, I just owed someone. A she didn't say that. But in my head, I was like, I owed someone a dance. You know, it's just so weird. It just ends. And you're like, oh, yeah. Right, next okay. week. <laughs> next, yeah. See you next week. Uh, it was a quick one. All right. Brand new story. PC Mike, anything you want to add on this? Anything else? Uh, any other tidbits from the internet you saw? Your feelings? Let's wrap this thing up. Um, Sebastian Stan was Bucky in this. Awesome. Uh, There's Red a joke in there about his arm, right? She like grabs his arm. He's like, you almost took my arm off. Yeah. Red Skull was the same guy, I believe, Ross Marquand. Same guy from Captain America First Avenger? The Avengers Affinity War. Oh, see, that's a different guy. Different actor played him in yeah. Captain America: First Avenger, and in it was um, what's his face? The He's first, pretty famous. The first guy was from the guy from Captain America: First Avenger is the guy from The Matrix. Yes, Mister Smith. Yes, but different actor, I think, in the last one. Either way, so okay, he came back. Um, who else did they have in here? Nick Fury was there. Jeremy Renner was Hawkeye. Clint Barton. He was that was him. Jeremy mm -hmm. Renner. Um, how about uh, Doctor? The, the the doctor that had the super soldier serum. Not licked I want to say Lichtenstein. That's not it. Erkstein. Erkstein. Uh Stanley Tucci. That's, that's him. Yep. This guy was the yep. same same guy from the movie. The redheaded mustache guy that's in the <laughs> band of like brothers. You see him like a redheaded dude with a big mustache? I can't remember his actor name. Or a goatee. He was in uh, Walking Dead. He was Damian Dark in Arrow. Uh, nope, that, that's a different guy. What's it, what do you think his name is? I don't think so. It is a, yeah, for sure. John Damian, Flynn? Yeah, John Flynn. You're thinking of Brady uh, Whitford? Damien Dark was Clancy, some Clancy Brown. This or, is the guy, this is the bad guy from Happy or uh, Billy Madison. Played somebody. John Flynn. Oh, yeah. Is. Actually, Mikey said something to me during, he's like, hey, that's the guy from Billy, Billy Madison 100%, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. Like, Bradley, I for a Bradley second, Whitford. I like, yep. Uh, Toby Jones. Oh, it's a. Uh, Toby Jones was in there. He's been in some things. That Zola. Andy, did you feel like there was anything here that would like have any kind of impact at all in the MCU that we know? No, I don't. That's that's what I'm just confused about. Like yeah. How, unless we we could see like a glimpse into this universe, but like it's not going to affect our the universe we know unless there's some way to. That's what I was thinking on the way here. I was like, how how we're going to get to a point where they're going to be jumping like universes. How, right. Yes. How is it going to get there? That's my next big question. Like, well, there's infinite possibilities, right? Like, that's the whole point. Is like, there's infinite Earths, like infinite timelines. You know what I could see happening? The fact that you told me about that article, Andy, where they said, "What if episodes could become live action versions of what we're watching?" I could see it one day being like 
this is how the watcher like sees these stories and it's how he tells them and then one yeah. day the camera goes to that watcher those eyes in space and like it goes through like a film or something and it's like boom it's live action and then oh that'd be cool and then like yeah. that's like a big reveal in like a like a later episode or a special or something so maybe that's where they're headed and that would be kind of cool because then I'm start then you start feeling like there's a little bit of setup mm-hmm. but right now it fell a little flat episode 1 yeah hugo weavy was red skull in those first ones in the first one yeah that's mr smith Good call. I could not think of that name. I, but yeah, this guy's uh PC. Yeah, the whole PC. That's why hey, that's why you're here. I got this guy's name. Neil McDonough. Who's that? Um, Redheaded guy? guy? Yeah. He was in the uh He's got the boiler hat movie, yeah. Andy, any final thoughts on this first episode? Ready to see the next one, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm just ready for the next one. Have they gave any indication of what will be next, or is it just gonna be like That's I don't know. There you go. Only things I've seen is Chadwick Boseman is going to be in multiple. Four. Yeah, like three, three or four. four. I thought I saw four, but. And I am pumped because, dude, we're going to get Michael Rooker as Yondu. There's nine total. I think one got lopped off the end for, for some reason because of COVID. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was like an hour and they like had a little exposition. Yeah. But they bank on you knowing about these characters, so they tighten it up. Yeah, it's so so fast. They just move around. Like, how many movies did they just show in one? You think it's a little show? more younger kid? That's I, also what I'm thinking. Too. Yeah, Just because Wandavision, Captain and Winter Soldier, <sighs> they're not. Some no, you're right. Some Loki. of the jokes and you're, stuff, I was like, "What?" You're right, man. And I think this is like you forget that this is on a pro. This is on a platform called Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a cartoon. And it's a cartoon. And that's where I think I go into this thinking, like, you know, they made this for me, right? I'm the MCU fan. They made this for me. Well, they made this for me, but they also made it like if I had a daughter, you know. They'd be like, this is really yeah. for both of you. For sure. Um, or a young son or whatever, just a kid in, in general. But all right, what if episode one, there it is in the books. Uh, Captain Carter, we saw the story. Will it go anywhere? We'll find out. Episode two's next week. We'll talk about it. And of course, you can find this review along with the rest of our MCU reviews in our preferred watch order at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash MCU reviews, ratings, connections, and yeah, again, we've I've actually got gone into the website and revamped the order. It's actually I don't know if I've even talked about this on the show with you guys that much, but I did. I went back in and I've changed my mind. Black Widow changed everything. <laughs> Black Widow changed everything in terms of watch order because now I had to pluck a movie out of the release and put it back. And now that I'm looking at the MCU in total and looking at Phase Four as we're having twelve to twenty-four titles come out over the next two years, I'm realizing. You're not gonna be able to play this release order game anymore. Like you need to watch the if you're here to like pick up the MCU, I'm going back on what I said. Like release order, you know, it makes sense for Star Wars in my mind. But like even then, as you're talking about new audiences coming in, people that have never heard of a lot of the stuff we're talking about, like you just gotta start at the beginning. And honestly, starting the MCU with Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain Marvel, like those So then do you throw this episode into This one is <laughs> TBD. So right now it's just going to go at the end because <laughs> it's TBD. I don't know where you put this. You can't I just put, feel like it's standalone almost. I don't know. It yeah. does. It feels well. It feels standalone. It doesn't tie to anything else. It's like a. I mean, it's what if. All right, mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash MCU. We'll be talking about all the time, and we'll talk about the rest of MCU. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is time for the meat, the chunk, the sizzle. We saw the Suicide Squad again, not once but twice. Cannot wait to talk about it with these three, us three. We'll be right back. The meat. 
Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan. Here with PC Mike and the Giggler. Yes, it's time for the meat, the chunk, the sizzle. It's why you came. It's why you're here. It's certainly why I'm here today. I just said it during the break. Thank God we got through all that bullshit so we can talk about this movie. <laughs> talk about James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Saw it on HBO Max on Thursday myself, and then Andy and I saw it at the IMAX at Ronnie's in Marcus Werenberg Theater here in St. Louis, uh, down there off South Limburg. For you local folks, I like to, I really like to tag those uh, local theaters because they do a good job. They work hard, and we bought our tickets through Fandango. I kind of want to uh, bring people into the fold of how we buy tickets and go to the movies. I like that because I also use Fandango. Yeah. And remember, like how confused we were of just walking in trying to figure out how to get in. Well, yeah, it's because of the it's because of the it's because of the pandemic and everything is always we've been there literally four weeks in a row, which is hilarious. (laughs) And every time we've gone, the ticket structure has been different. Either there's a kiosk at the beginning where you can like put in your code that didn't work this time uh, or you go to the front desk or which wasn't this time. This time it was, oh, meet the attendant 50 yards down the thing. Thank gosh. uh, Carrie's with us to read that sign and read. Yeah, she yeah. goes, come on, guys. It's right. Here's the sign. So, yeah, we saw the Suicide Squad. Here we are. Can't wait to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Second time, I think, it was even better. Uh, and we'll kick us off with gut reactions, as always. But first up, let's just uh, kind of rehash exactly what happened with this movie. First of all, let's start with you, PC Mike. You saw this over the weekend. How'd this go for you, man? Just tell us some reactions. I mean, first reaction, it's one of, if not the best... DC film in the last decade, I would say. I mean, the first Wonder Woman's up there, but and this was fun, nonstop. Oh my god! Not just for like big DC superhero people. I mean, my wife loved it. Carrie as we watched it. Carrie also loved it. Yeah. Carrie went and saw it with us last night too, a second time. <laughs> I love that. All right, man. Great instant reaction, Giggler. How about you? Even though I, I know because I've been with you, tell the listeners how it's been going for you. Oh man, I, I honestly, I'd I'd watch it again today. Yeah. If I had the time. but I think we're going to be dancing around the word perfect here probably today a little bit. We're going to be talking about maybe why it is or why it isn't. Let's just do a little rehash. I like to like set the stage a little bit. Here we are in August of 2021. James Gunn directed this thing. It released officially on August 6th on not just theaters, but also HBO Max. Produced by Charles Roven, Peter Safran. Production company, of course, DC Films, Atlas Entertainment, and... It's based on the Suicide Squad, created by John Ostrander, if you didn't know. And what a cool guy that must be to come up with a group like this. Looking at the poster here on Facebook and YouTube, um, some of the best fan art and posters and promotions for a movie we've ever seen. DC went all out. James Gunn went all out. And yeah, man, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. There was an original Suicide Squad movie. You might remember. What was that? 2000. 13, no, no, way, way later than that. 15, 16, maybe? 16, yeah, Will Smith was in it. Uh, also, was a lot of the characters that are in this movie it came back. So you had Margot Robbie in there. Um, 2016. 2016. I'm not going to focus on that, but I just want to address that it did happen. This is the Suicide Squad we're talking about. 2021, a full-on reboot. You don't need to see that one. You don't need to see Birds of Prey. You don't need to see anything in the DC universe at all to enjoy this movie and appreciate it. And that's exactly why I loved it. You you see these characters that you never met, some that you're like, oh, you recognize them right off the bat, and then you feel it immediately. This is a new movie. This is going to be something fresh. It's going to be, it's going to hit you with what you need to know. It's going to tell you about what's going on. And what first ten minutes of the movie, 
Amanda Waller sets it up with Michael Rooker's character, Savant. <laughs> it's, that's how the movie opens, man. Just the, the Savant guy, white-haired Michael Rooker throwing this ball around. Spoiler alert for the movie if we didn't say it. I don't think we did, but we're going to be talking all about it. Amanda Waller says in the first 10 minutes, hey, you know the deal. Come work for me or I'll blow up your brain. And then if you win, you're free. There you go. Suicide Squad <laughs> explained. Um, I mean, this poster, I'm just, I'm, I'm speechless right now. I don't even know where to begin with how this goes. Giggler, talk to me, it's man. Just, it's just funny to think about how many of these people uh, are like in these posters and did a lot of like media for the movie, but then they were just gone in the first 10 minutes. It's so funny. James Gunn said it one, like many times. Don't get attached to anybody. <laughs> Who do we lose in the first 20? Let's just go ahead and say SNL guy. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> Black. Trader. Trader. Well, what was his name? Black. Uh, yeah, Trader. He's like, I'm the one that called you guys. Gets sh- blasted in the face. His head was just. Richard alert. Dick Hurts. Blackguard. 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 Yeah. Denver even found out if he even had powers. Uh, we got Weasel. Weasel was hilarious. What the hell? Did you guys see Weasel's, pe- Weasel's penis? <laughs> I don't think. I guess you saw an IMAX. In you IMAX, you couldn't help it. You it out to me, and I was like, oh, I go, my look, God. I go, look, there's its penis. <laughs> um, it was. Captain Boomerang, he was in the first one. He came back. He's gone pretty much immediately. Cool. Javelin. Javelin. Oh, my gosh, dude. That scene, second time around, was just as funny. Har- he- Harley Quinn just, <laughs> for what? <laughs> Hold this javelin for who? TDK. <laughs> and they wouldn't tell. Oh, my God. He wouldn't tell the names. Uh, but it's TDK. The, but it's the detachable kid. And he, like, throws his arms. And he's, like, slapping him. Rick Flagg, who's in this, he's again, he goes, TDK. <laughs> Those guys, and he goes, All right, boop, boop. <laughs> His arm, and it's just, just like, and the soldiers are just like mildly annoyed. <laughs> I mean, Savant can't take it and he runs off. And but what they did, I mean, are we doing a little plot? Let's go. I mean, Amanda Waller set up one group to fail, yep, and another group to succeed, yep. So you see all this massacre happening, and you don't know what's happening. And they cut, she was cut to team two, boom, boom. Get John Cena. Talking about a bag of dicks. You get Idris Elba. You get King Shark. King King Shark, who was Sylvester Stallone, voiced King Shark. Amazing. Uh, po- the Polka Dot Man. Polka and Dot Man. Rat Catcher 2. Rat Catcher 2, Team 2. Yeah, let's give it up. What Would you say... I mean, it's got to be at least... If it's not the best DC movie of all time, it's at least the best 20, first 20 minutes of any DC movie. Like, what an entrance. You get that Team 2, and it's like... Boom. This is the Suicide Squad. I'm just, I mean, I also want to address the elephant in the room that, yeah, I watched, we had a big talk last week about theaters and streaming services and the big battle. And I made a big case for like, if you're a big fan of something, which I'm not like a diehard Suicide Squad fan, but I love DC and I, Thursday night. You had to. We were laying in bed. I'm looking at HBO and it literally is just like, push play. And I look at Carrie. I'm like, this is how we're watching this right now. Yeah, I read a big article. They said you can't. They're saying it's a box office failure, but then people are like, you can't say that. People get it for free. It's not like a Disney feature that you have to pay thirty extra dollars. It's free. Yeah, they pay ten dollars a month. No one should call this a box office failure. Well, let's go ahead and address that. There's a lot of elephants in this room today. Um, The box office it didn't it didn't perform that much, but like let's just talk about the numbers are. So this came out of uh got an article here uh, from Hollywood Reporter. And it looks like the box office on this thing in North America 
This may have been updated since I have it, Mike. So if you see something new, let me know. $26.5 million in North America, um, $72 million globally. So yeah, it's about 72 About 72 For For a frame of reference, I thought it'd be good to bring in a couple recent films. Um, so we have Black Widow, right? Um, looks like that opened for $80 million on the big screen. And F9, Fast and Furious 9, was $70 million. But because... These are uh, U.S. You totals. could not get those without paying. Fast 9, you couldn't get anywhere, correct? Correct. And Black Widow, you had to pay $30 at home to yeah, watch it. It would have been $30 on top of your Disney Plus subscription. This is with your subscription already. Accor- so it's it just hard to even... And according to Brandon Davis, no, yeah, according to Brandon Davis at Comic Book, Mike, to your point, he said that there were over 2.8 million U.S. households tuned in over the film's Friday to Sunday release. That's that's the number right there. 2.8 million. However many of those are new subscribers that stay subscribers, that's that will be there. Are you doing success. math over there? I hope you are, because that's exactly what I was thinking. If you figure average movie ticket for the United States is what, 10 bucks? probably right because it's like you know you might have the cheaper eight dollar states and you got like 15 dollar movie tickets at places yeah oh that's easy two math. people in each that's of easy math two point households even that's not people so 280 million well i just did 2.8 million yep times 30 which would two tickets or if you did premium access with disney i like that yeah eight, because that's a single person or you're also accumulating maybe some families in there so Eighty-four million dollars. So you're, oh my gosh, wow! When you talk about it like that, that changes the whole conversation. And they said, like, Warner Brothers gave them the slate HBO to do this to get their subscribers up, and clearly it's worked. It's working. People, well, especially right now. I mean, you got these variants happening. We can't ignore what's happening in the real world at this time. A lot of people are blaming that, but like blaming, I'm like, I don't know if we need to be blaming anything. You put the box office with the HBO streaming. That seems like a fine release weekend to me. Oh yeah. And people are calling it a failure, though, but it's they're only talking about they're not they're looking at it at the numbers. They're not looking at the deeper picture. They're not. And look at this peacemaker. Who's going to is going to have a show that's going to come out in the next year? So I don't really know exactly when, but January, I think who's going to after this movie, who's going to cancel their HBO Max? Oh, with that on the horizon. Well, and now no. And they're they're the ones coming out first saying, like, we're not going to charge you for these movies. Man, this is a man. Like I said, we are living this. But getting back on the movie itself, I mean, I gotta say though, tell me if I'm wrong, Andy. Seeing this thing in IMAX was a better experience. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. Like the scene. Let's talk about Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie showed up for this movie. I think. I think she almost stole the movie. How much? Like I just wanted her on screen all the time. But man, getting all these other characters mixed in. Her uh, goes. She goes on that killing spree after she kills. Basically, one of the bad guys in the movie, the president that wants to marry her, yep. because he talks about he starts talking about killing kids. She's like, "I'm not having it." She starts going through and has this beautiful scene that is one of the most unique things I've ever seen, especially like in a movie, a superhero movie. You would call it just flowers pouring out everywhere. She's killing everyone, so she has a gun, then a spear. Every time she stabs someone, she's moving through this big beautiful room. And on IMAX, it was crazy. Beautiful. Crazy beautiful. Um, this movie's hilarious too, by the way. You got Idris Elba in here playing Bloodsport. Were either of you guys familiar with Bloodsport coming into this? No, a little bit, but not probably like you were. Not me. That guy. Really? Not me. Even though he put Superman in the ICU with the kryptonite bullet. Trust me, I heard it and I was like, <laughs> I looked at Carrie and gave her the eyes, like, whoa, you know. But uh 
What do you know? I mean, this is like a semi-famous guy. I mean, hand up. I get him, Deadshot, and Deathstroke, <laughs> like all of them kind of mixed together. And they all bag. they all wear like similar yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they're too. all like shooter guys. And, like, or swords, yeah. shooter and swords. Um, uh, but yeah, are we still doing the plot or are we just not talking about it? Bounce around. Uh, Whatever comes coming to mind, yeah. What do you got in the plot part that you want to talk about? These guys, so group two makes it out and mm-hmm. they have to start on the mission to figure out to... Do they tell them what it is, or yeah. do they just let them go? Essentially, it's uh, this. There's this. This that that was the part that was confusing me for the first time, and seeing a second time helped a lot. Was there's this country off the coast of South America? I think it's South America, and they've been overruled by these tyrants, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the country hasn't had freedom in many years. And there's this tyrant, and they have the tyrant figured out this program that NASA discovered back in like the 70s or something called Operation Starfish. Project. Project Starfish. And then you see the footage of it, and this is where we meet the thinker. Yep. And the thinker's helping them, helping this government out because they're kind of a shady government that doesn't let their people vote. And what we see is the footage of Starro. This is, this, this is what we find out the name of the star being this alien starfish, which I've never been aware of. No. Looking at you two. And no, NASA no, finds no. it. It it can spit out these little mini versions of itself. They suck to people's faces, and then it can control the brain. And the bad guys are basically planning to use this to take over the world. Amanda Waller in the U.S. government has sent the Suicide Squad there, the elite bad guys from Bell Reeve, which I'm very familiar with Bell Reeve. This is where they always keep like enhanced individuals in the DC comics. Team one and team two of the Suicide Squad to go there. What they are actually going after is to, I mean, we don't find out this till the end, but what you think is, oh, we got to take down this bad guy. They have this big alien star and we got to do it. And I love the way they tell this story because they, do, do, they do a lot of back and forth. So you meet the two teams and then it does uh, three days earlier and it kind of walks you through the prison. Mm-hmm. We meet Bloodsport's daughter. Who they equally hate each other. I loved it. Love the cut. Like just going back and forth. Just screaming. Got Pete Davidson throwing, you know, <laughs> little toilet paper off his shoe to Idris Elba. I love the introduction of the characters. Like, this is a big joke, I felt like, on the first movie a little bit, where the guy goes, one, how hilarious is the team of people that works around Amanda Waller? All of her, like, mm-hmm. her, her crew. You got that big, burly, redheaded beard guy. And he goes, uh, the camera goes, like, right to him. And he goes, who's Bloodsport? And it goes back to her. <laughs> like, okay, someone asked, because she would always, like, in the first one, not try to compare him, but it's hard not to sometimes. But, you know, she says, this is a this blood sport. Trained by his dad to be a killer since the day he was born. It was good. Anything in his hand is a deadly weapon. And then we get the introduction for Peacemaker. <laughs> and it's the same exact thing. <laughs> and then Elba goes, is this a joke? He does exactly what I do. But better. But better. God, <laughs> you know, I love him. Let's get into it. John Cena. You two big wrestling fans. This guy's been making it in the acting game for a while now. I mean, we just saw him. In, I just saw him in F9. How was he in this movie? I really want to hear someone talk about it. I think it's the best he's ever been in a movie. Hands down. Agreed. James Gunn said he is the best actor he's ever worked with off improv. Off improv. Like to improv different things. Do you improvisation? What? James Gunn says he's the best he's ever had. That's a wild statement. I mean, coming from James Gunn. And then I think it came out that Batista was possibly going to be Peacemaker, but he was busy. So then John Cena got the role, and John Cena's like, 
Sometimes you have to. There were parts where he felt kind of John Cena, but like I know we're like kind of going through the plot, but you know, kind of getting to the end. Like by the end of this movie, I'm a hundred percent in. Oh, like but like I'm so in on that character specifically. Even I'm just like like the big fight scene with him and Flag in the end. I'm sitting here going, this guy is scary a little bit. What'd All you I think? Say I love like I, I had a can't good time for that show. I don't. Yeah, it's peacemaker. So good. Let's get through the story and then break it down a little bit. All right. Um, so the, good. So we're out of Team One. So Team One, we had Captain Boomerang, Weasel, <laughs> um, Harley Quinn. They uh, were Team One, Flag, but they were the B team. Javelin, <laughs> yeah. TTK and Savant. Two of them make it out. Yeah. Harley, Harley and Rick Flag. Rick Flag. That's it. Team two, we're going with them. We get their backstories. We're going with them. They make it through the jungle. They find a a camp. A, a camp that is of terrorist. They think it's the bad people. They take them all out. But it's not bad people. <laughs> it's not. It's the resistance. <laughs> oh, they get yeah. to the door and they find Frag. And, and like, he's drinking tea. Yeah, he's like, like, let me get my men together. And they're like, oh. They go, uh, <laughs> she goes, why didn't my people alert me you were here? And there were no people. There weren't any people. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't see anybody. So they then massacred. They, they make their way. King Shark, King Shark almost eats Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. And they have to talk about being friends. And You get John Cena, Peacemaker, and his whitey tidies. Oh, God. King Shark gives him a toy, too, at one point. Like a little. A little. A Peacemaker. This is later on, I think. He makes a bomb out yeah. of Peacemaker. But okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so they, they get through there. They team up. They're like, okay, we're going to head into the town. And then they got to save Harley first. Yes, and then Harley's just like walking down the street. They're getting ready to climb up the thing, uh, and she's just there. And she's like, "Well, what are you guys doing?" Like, "Well, we're coming to get you. We're here to save you." And then she's like, "Oh, I, I, I go back up. I can go back up there." No. <laughs> um, and then yada, they get to the thinker because we have a lot to break through. So then it's time to go to the bar and wait for the thinker. So they find out that the thinker works for this bad government and that, that we can find him. If we go to this bar and wait for him, and this was like a, just like a feel good, yeah, feel like ten minute sequence, having drinks, having drinks, laughing, coming together. He's like, we're gonna be here for a few hours. I did feel bad for King Shark that he had to stay back, and they showed him in the van like hanging out. That, that really sad. Yeah, it was sad. I didn't expect to get those those feels. What about the little waving rat? You meet the little waving rat from Ratcatcher too. Um, yeah, okay. So then they get the they get the thinker, and now it's time to head to Jotunheim. This is the big building in the middle, big tall building where they're like, okay, we're gonna go figure this thing out. Um, you get Milton, who's their van driver. Oh man, <laughs> that's the, one of the best recurring jokes of the whole movie. That was so good. Milton. Who's no! Milton? Who's Milton? She's like, Milton dies. You're telling yeah, Milton dies. She goes, you're telling me we're with a guy named Milton. Like he's been with us the whole polka dot man. He's been with us the whole time. How good is polka dot man? I think Great. he's my favorite person in the whole movie. I think he might be the best one. I mean, just his whole backstory. His mom worked at Star Labs, was obsessed with making her kids into superheroes. Superheroes. Half of them died, half didn't. He gets dots all over his glowing dots. I love it. They're like, hey, what's going on with your face? He's like, I uh, I fell. <laughs> he has to release them twice a day. Has to release them, and they're just like just, they just destroy whatever they touch. Um, he can't control them. I don't think once they're out. Yeah, once they're out, he just like unleash. He's yeah. just unleashing them. But he, like, yeah, he was really great. I really want to see more of that character. And I mean, we're getting to like the, the to the end here. You know, like just the well, the big part. Before and then we find out that yeah, it is uh, 
Starro the Conqueror. It's a giant alien starfish. We start to unravel that, but then we find out one team has a mission, but then one other person has a secret mission. A secret mission. And, the mission. and that was Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Turns out Rick Flagg finds out that, hey, man, your government, the thinker tells him. He's like, first of all, the thinker's really messed up. Very. He kept this starfish. Uh, you, you Who had the saddest story of all? I think it was a starfish. Yeah. Just got yanked out, out of space, yanked out of space, brought back home and back to our home. And what happens? Thinker locks him up and tests the human subjects who are under the starfish's control in all sorts of nasty ways, mm-hmm. like operation stuff, sex stuff. Like really, I mean, and hey, we even talked about man. This isn't this is a, a R rated movie. Sex stuff. What? Yeah, he was doing. He was like, and there's. He makes a couple jokes about like how like perverted he is a oh, little man. bit. Um, but it was, but it's a hard R. I mean, you got yeah, you got boobs in this. You got f bombs. You got willies. Oh yeah, this is bad. You got this is like this has weasel willies. <laughs> you got weasel willies. You see, you get a, you get one guy in the camp that they like destroyed. They weren't supposed to. Oh yeah, you just flat out there it is. <laughs> Dogs um, out. Lots of lots of gore. Peacemaker when he's in killing mode. Yep. Oh, Same for, so great. for Harley Quinn scene you talked about. That was there was like twenty people that just died in like a one minute. Just murks them. Yeah. So Rick Flag finds out from the thinker. Okay, hey man, this you're actually sent here to destroy evidence, and Peacemaker shows his colors immediately. Yep. A Waller brought me here to make sure that this went down, pretty much knowing that he'd probably be the only one to come back. Essentially, he's the most loyal. He is. He's loyal, and what's he say? He's like, I do love peace, and I'll kill every man, woman, yep. and child until great I line. get it. Yes. They have a great battle. Peacemaker ends up coming out on top. Comes out on top. Kills Flag. And, but Glass to the heart. Ratcatcher 2 sees him. Bloodsport versus Peacemaker. Bloodsport falls eight stories, one at a time. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. Then and then he, where's he land? Peacemaker's got the gun to Ratcatcher 2. And this scene hits. And you know why? Because like they did such a good job with this story. They set up. They set up what happened before, though. Yeah, did they you, did. I mean, you guys on have the, seen it twice on the bus. They shoot at each other at the exact same time. Oh, this part. Yes. Blood sports bullet goes inside of Peacemaker's. Hits him. He's down. Right in the neck. But before Peacemaker said, "I have I, a better shot than you." Yes. He said, "Well, how if we're the exact same?" He said, "My bullet's smaller, and we'll go through your bullet." When in reality, yeah, blood sport. Flipped. Yes, dude, blood sport. His like suit and everything was awesome, so badass, unbelievable. His guns, mm-hmm. like like not his arms, but his like regular guns. Yeah, I was like, I want one of those. Like, how does he put this thing together? They're like they're like the most advanced technology technology driven Legos. <laughs> like they like he just hooks <laughs> them in. And they're like, yeah, kind of like Iron Man nano parts a little bit. Yeah, the helmet it just seems like so simple, but it looks so cool. Puts puts Peacemaker down. Like this this character was great. I mean, he ended up. I mean. He ended up being just a badass. They mm-hmm. get the drive, saves it. Flag's dead. Peacemaker's presumably dead. And it's time to go back home. Mandel Waller says, you got what you came for. If anything, this uh, war that's happening at this town will be good for us. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just make this big mess. Let this big giant star called Starro the Conqueror kill everyone and take over everyone. <laughs> How about King Shark? Uh What's his name? Anawe? Anawe. Yeah. yeah. Good job. He's got he's in that big water room and he meets those little friendly 
Yeah, they all Thanks. follow. And him. They, then, like once the they get out, they start attacking him. He falls. King Shark, by far the toughest of the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't like really be. He's like indestructible. Kind of like a Hulk, like Hulk. Yes. Smash King Shark or Anawe. That's num 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 num. Yeah, I thought that too. The second time around, especially, I was like, "This is like straight out of Avengers." So you see these bad guys, quote unquote, fight to save this town and take down Starro. Um, Polka dot man, dude. He lets he, it le- loose on his giant. Everywhere he looks, it's his mom. Yeah. The revolution of them uh, hitting Amanda Waller in the head with the. I don't know what it was. Like yeah, because Waller was going to execute them all because they weren't listening to orders. And then her yes. team, her misfit team, hits her in the head, knocks her out, lets her go, that. gives that her was, directions. That was great. So happy. Hey, what a villain. Yeah. Like, she nailed it. She's just like a hard, badass woman. Yeah, she's like not like super evil, but she's just like on that line of good, and she's on the other side, and she'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. And the guy even says it, the one the funny guy is like, hey, you're not going to really hurt her daughter, his daughter, will you? And she goes, you don't have the first idea about what I wouldn't do. And he's like, oh, shit. But I was like, hey, you work at the Suicide Squad thing, man. You better, <laughs> you got to nut up. So, um, so they conquer it, the rats. Hold on. Him up from We're the skipping through some big parts here. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Polka Dot Man unleashes his polka dots on his giant mom, a.k.a. Starro's foot. Yes. Here comes a cuss word for you folks that are keeping track and got kids. I'm a motherfucking superhero. <laughs> and then, bam! And Carrie, Carrie loved this movie too, by the way. I just was watching, I was looking over every once in a while. She's literally laughing. She's smiling. She said, she's like, you guys call it a superhero movie. You know, she's, she's like, this is a good movie. This yeah. is a, just a good movie. But, uh, you know, she's like, that that right there, him yelling that line, like, that's it. Like, yeah. these guys are just like this other group of people. Like, she picked up on a, the exact premise of where the Suicide Squad came from, ragtag group people that don't want to be heroes, and then here they are just trying to like lay it down for this town. And yeah, dude, big ending, Ratcatcher. Yep. Who turns out, you know, Harley Quinn pokes the hole. Ooh, dives into these the Starro's eye. That was and then all the rats eat it out from the inside. She has that flashback to her and her dad, Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. And they're up on the same. And it, it was, was up. They're up on the building, and he's like, "She's like, why rats, Daddy?" And she, he's like. Because if rats, the most revolted, nasty creatures in the whole world, have a purpose, then surely I do. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it Rat Catcher. Takawatiti gets his own spinoff show. I saw something pretty about, cool. I saw something about him wanting to direct one of the next DC movies, Ooh. and he's been in, big in the MCU. I think that's Come what me. what their end game <laughs> is going to be. There's just going to be a lot of spinoff shows of these people. How crazy it'll be if MCU just and then DC? Oh, what are we talking about? I don't even. Hey, let's not let's, let's not, not go there. I'm just, not, I didn't is, say anything. This is one week where there was a great DC thing in a in a I mean comparatively subpar lu- yes lukewarm Marvel, Marvel thing. thing. But this is not. This is only temporary. They can't. Uh, yeah, keep up the pace. Put the pedal to the metal. Uh, fifty-two weeks out of the year. Yeah. But so then at the end. Yeah, let's see. Where do we, where do we leave all these guys? That's fun. Blood right. sport. Has the drive, he frees his teammates, and he uses he, that drive as leverage. Yeah, he calls her and he says, we're all free now. Yep. And we won't tell anyone about this. Harley's kind of upset because Rick Flag's like basically dying wish was yeah. that like, get this out. But he's like, hey, man, you can't out. win them all. We're yeah. out. We're out of prison. We saved everybody. And we they saved got, the they city. They set up the elections. They did all that stuff with other people. Yep. Um, so that girl's like, that's my dad. Yep. 
and then they're free. And then we have some post credit scenes. <sighs> All right, pro, like post credit scenes, and we'll just go around and just nerd out about this thing. So first, per, first one, first one. Oh yeah, Weasel is not dead. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna correct you guys earlier, but I was like, wait, that's a spoiler. He uh, wakes up on the beach. <laughs> No one's around him. The fight's over. It's been over, it seems like, for like two days. Yeah. And he just gets up and wanders into the woods. He's just a heinous creature that can probably live through just about anything. I want to know all about him. Like, where'd he come he from? He killed kids. Yeah, he goes, all I can tell you is he killed 27 kids. Yeah. Like, we're working on him. He's one of the team. Um, and then the big one. And the big one, just the pure setup of what we knew was coming, but to see it played out on screen was pretty cool. You get the Amanda Waller, like, B team, the guys that were working with her in a hospital, and he goes, "Why do we got to talk to this prick? And who is it? It's Peacemaker. He's alive. He had a heartbeat when they found him. He's in a hospital. Anything else with that? Nope. That was it, right? It was just showing him like this is not over. Let me flip back to Weasel. Do you guys know who plays him? No. no. This is my favorite thing. I guess Sean Gunn. Yes, I knew it. it. I oh knew it. yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird that you could guess from a like I saw him too, and I was like, because he's a that is Sean Gunn. Isn't he, uh, he's like Groot, I think, or he's, he does some stuff in the he's, Marvel uh, movies too, where he wears like a lot of CGI friendly stuff. He always has who like. Who was he? I read about it. I'll look it up as we talk, but. Okay. So that's the movie. That's what happened. And I'm sure we'll think of more as we kind of go around the table here and just talk about exactly what. He's Rocket. He is Motion rock- capture. He's performer. motion capture. Yeah. He's motion capture Rocket yeah. and then Bradley Cooper is the voice. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this movie, man. Um, about like how we feel about it. Let's get some ratings out here. But just of, of course, I'm trying to like really work out what it was about this movie that worked. I think exactly what it comes down to is one, James Gunn is good at this. He's proven it with Guardians of the Galaxy, and he came in and he did something totally new, so totally fresh. I think it helped that this movie did better than everything else DC has done. The one thing that it's done better is that it didn't get caught up in its own exposition of like trying to explain to you why the main character is the way they are or like giving you like here's all this stuff about Batman and Superman that leads to this big fight and Batman versus Superman where like this was just like drop you in with a with you don't really know any of them first of all and I felt like it helped also that they were in a country that like none of us really knew that well because like nobody knows them so it was just like they were just themselves telling the story and which is really great writing. Good writing, like not too much, like exactly what you need. Kind of a clear villain who yeah. was bad, but also like kind of like who's bad? Oh, there's a couple bad guys. Okay. Yeah. Cuz you had like her and then the thinker and but then it, the presidents. But it wasn't like what was it in the first suicide squad, Enchantress or something like that. And like her brother from another yeah. dimension. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Even Dumb, and they were like in some city, and no one. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, <laughs> I, I really didn't want to because I was like, this movie did just fine. The, the comedy hit in this very funny. The R, thank God, it was R. It had to it be. just pushed it over. Oh, yeah, had to be pushed it over. You're right because it may. Because I think the the first Suicide Squad was PG thirteen. Had to be. We're gonna we're gonna try to sell as many tickets as we can. Yep. Yeah, that's true because that's the big decision you're making with a movie like this. Is like, listen, you got a guy named Polka Dot Man, but this is rated R. Yeah, so be confused. How hilarious was it every time all of the people were his moms? I hilarious. Lo- I loved it. So like much. literally, Peacemaker, like as his mom, King King Shark. <laughs> that was my favorite one. One of the best. Yeah, one of the best shot scenes was Polka Dot Man dancing in the club. 
Yes. They're all dancing. They're all getting it. And the camera, yeah. and then he's dancing with all the versions of his mom. There's one on the far left, if you watch it again, that just has this massive beard, and like it's green, and she, she's just like actor, really getting it. That actor just has the life. He's been in every yeah. universe yeah, of <laughs> superheroes possible. Everywhere. He was on in the CW he's Arrowverse. That, he's in the goth. He was in Gotham. He's in he's that, Mar- he's yes. Marvel stuff. He's oh that guy God. that you can't, like you don't know his name. Don't know his name he's still. Who is it? Let's, David, let's say it right now. David Dalmasterchin or something like that. You're right. It is David something. We'll get it for him right now. We'll he was give in his, Dark Knight uh-huh. as a cop. He literally, he isn't even like. He's not even listed? Polka Dot Man? Who is, is Polka Dot Man Suicide Squad? He's right here. He's not in like the main part. Uh-huh. David Das Marshalling? Something Andy like was that. right. <laughs> we had it. That's exactly what I said. That's what you said. Um, so he's in the Dark Knight. I'm trying to think. Like I want to see so much more on that character. Ant Man. Yep. Ant Man. Yep. Ant Man and the Wasp. He's one of the like the two buddies, the three buddies. Batman: The Long Halloween Part One. Batman: The Long Halloween Part Two. Like, damn, he's in the cartoons too. Yeah. The Flash. Yep, that makes sense. He's all I think he was a villain. I can't he's remember in, which he's, one. He must be friends with whoever's like in this yeah. world. He was like, Abra- even though he, but he's that good too. You know, he was Abracadabra in the Flash. I mean, he's in Batman. He's in the Christian Bale Batman's. Yeah, he's in everything. I want to see Polka Dot Man. I want to like this. This movie was the first thing in DC that made me think like, oh, I want spinoffs. I want to see this Polka Dot Man guy. Um, I want to see more yeah. of Nawway. I mean, this Margot Robbie. I said it during Logan's letter this past week, but you know, if I was on the fence about. Harley Quinn at all. Not to say I really was. Maybe I was a little bit. I just wasn't a diehard fan. I'm not like this one. I'm not this guy that like loves Harley Quinn so much. After this movie, though, she's unbelievable. Like I said, she almost stole the show a few times where I'm just going like, I want to watch her the entire time. I think she saves those other movies for being unwatchable, though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, if she's not in it, they're just yeah. bad. That's true. At the same time, like sometimes when she talks, I'm like, this is stupid. Sometimes. Like when she made the comment about the angels splooging, I was like, that's very weird. That's her. That was that was the point. That was her. Well, and Carrie said like it's an interesting character, right? Because it seems like Harley Quinn has to ride this line of like being smart but ditzy, but also like tough and brave and strong, but also like friend and a caring. Like she's like so many things. Because I think that's the character. Because she's not there. She yeah. is a she is a doctor. She is a psychiatrist. Right. But the Joker broke her, so now she's just all looped. Yeah, she's getting tortured, and they're shocking her with that stick. And I was like, you're not gonna get anywhere with this. Um, what else? What do you guys think? What do you guys love about this movie? What do you hate about it? I mean, what do you guys? I mean, I'm trying to like picture the rating in my head, and it's you hard. Do ratings go around? Talk Let's, go. A little Let's bit just each? do it. Let's just see where it goes. Go ahead, Mike. Score rating three point seven five. Woo! Whoa! He threw a second number yeah. in there. I like it. Um, Third number. I like it. I don't think there's many things wrong with this movie. I think it's below the Dark Knight trilogy, but. It's right there for me. And it's its own movie. It's its own movie. Um, the characters I love, and I'm glad I remembered to say this. They basically said, all right, here's characters that you know. Here's Captain Boomerang. Here's this. You know yeah. what? Clean slate. They're gone. They're out of here. Here's your new Suicide Squad. Love but, how they did it. But we're going to keep Harley and Rick. We're going to keep the guys. Yeah. The main. Well, not Rick. Not Rick, anymore. though. Um, good yeah, point, though. That's dumb. Yeah. They, here they are. All right, that's done. That's we're not, or we washed our hands with that. Now we're starting over. James Gunn, I looked it up. The Peacemaker comes out in 2022 January. Wow. He wrote all eight episodes. 
and directed most of them. Oh man! Oh See. man! And like, how is that show gonna go? It's gotta be like flashback mixed with future, like current state, right? Him and the him, like all messed up after this movie, but then like flashback to his life of like why he is the way he is. And then the back and forth between Peacemaker, Bloodsport, great. Polka Dot Man stole scenes. Um, no one likes a show off. King Shark. Unless yeah, what you're showing off is dope as fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. King Thank Shark. Remembering awesome. That. Yeah. Um, I cared about King Shark by the end. Yep. <laughs> I loved Weasel. Every time I looked, Rachel I did too. was just cracking up the whole time he was on the screen. <laughs> and at the end, <laughs> like him running away at the very end, yeah. made it. Um, but yeah, there's not much wrong with this. Um, maybe next time. I know I said I like the villain, but it, maybe there's... I don't know. A little too cartoony of a villain, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. But that's it. A little cheese. A little cheese. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. gotta and you gotta have a little bit of it because this movie's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like yeah, the ridiculous, like the ridiculousness of all of it is what makes it what it is. I feel like. But I think this is gonna jumpstart something, and I ho- I can't wait to see it. Well, yeah, I'll get into mine. Andy, let's go to you. I think you should start with your rating, and because. Sorry, lost down there. You can start with your rating, and then you can see how like it gets your mind going. Yeah. So why don't you kick off with that? All right, three point six. Woo! You just knew. I decided that Friday after I watched it. So I wrote down mine too last week. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I echo just ninety nine percent of what Mike just said. Mm-hmm. I would put it below. I'll put it above Batman Begins on the. The Nolan trilogy, I but I mean, those other two movies like Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises like, can't. Not many movies are ever going to beat those. That's I think it's so true. I think it's on par with like those are four O's or three nines. Batman, yeah. Batman Returns area. Yeah, like no, right I, mean, I, 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 I'm gonna watch this multiple times just as a rotation of like a lot of the original Batman movies and exactly like like we just said the the Nolan verse. Like if those movies are on TV, I see it's on. If I'm see it on HBO. I can put that that movie on at any time, from front to back of that movie, and I, I'll have a good time. That's I think this is going to be the same where it's just going to be. On, I'm sure, assuming it's going to be on regular HBO, not someday. It's only on HBO Max until yeah, thirty days. Yeah, yeah. but then it comes back after like thirty days. Yeah, it's interesting because Wonder Woman eighty four is already back. And that there. and that again is just part of the test, right? Let's see if people go to theaters after a month or something. Mm-hmm. But I just loved all these characters. Like I I hope I could almost. I, I just like looked at this photo that the YouTube viewers will look at, and I can almost see a, an enjoyable spinoff for like every single person. I like, know, yep, yes, that I, I would be completely okay with. Like, like I said, Ratcatcher, throw in Taika Waititi, whatever, Bloodsport and his daughter get mm-hmm. their own show, bring it on. Yeah, a whole weasel show about how the <laughs> hell he got to be a weasel and what what he is done. Yep. So, or I mean, even some of the people that died earlier, like Pete Davidson, I. I would love to see Pete Davidson's hilarious. I would love to see him. And he gets a whole show just his, about him. His comedy is like perfect for this environment. Yeah, it fit. It fit just fine. But Polka but, Dot Man was not my MVP though, for real, and Peacemaker as well. Nice dude. Good reviews for both you guys. Um, I'll go and throw mine out there and just get right in the review. I'm a three point seven. I loved it. I. I'm with you uh, for sure. I see spinoffs everywhere. The whole time I was watching this, I'm like, I see why they did Peacemaker, and I see how that's going to work, and I think like they could do that with literally any of these. 
I see what happened with this movie and it really gets me energized and really hopeful about what could happen with DC. Like you look at what was tried to be done with the justice league and it was so bad that they had to remake the whole movie and make a different version because they just couldn't figure out how to make the justice league. Cool. They couldn't figure out how, like what to do with wonder woman, Batman, Superman. And then guess what James Gunn did? He took 15 people you've like never heard of or know next to nothing about. And all of our gals love this movie that don't watch DC stuff. Something special like really did happen. Like this is a movie that you'll know, watch this over and over and over on the rewatchability. It's up at the top. Like I just, you said it, like we watched it two times. We watched it two times in four days just because we wanted to again. And if you're on the fence out there about seeing this thing on IMAX, I'm definitely going to push you over the limit to go do it. Yes. And we, we owe a big thank you to Chris uh, Killian from comicbook.com. That, that tweet kind of is what got that jump started. Good call. We, we owe it to him as well. And Ronnie's. Love Ronnie's. I will always go to Ronnie's. Hell yeah. Ronnie's, Fandango, Chris Killian, and everybody that made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, 3.7, a DC movie that like, it was hyped up so much. If your any expectations were too high that this that a movie could have been set up to let you down, this was that movie. But instead, it exceeded expectations. It really did. In my mind, I problems with it. If I had to pick nitpick, like I think John Cena, and like I liked him for, as the movie went on more and more. Like by the end, again that fight scene with Rick Flag, I'm like, this is a scary character. I want to know about this antihero. But the beginning, you know, he's very John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um. Even, I, go I, ahead. I kind of would like to see like the, the shitty characters more, like yeah. TDK. Yeah, That'd TDK. That outfit. Yeah, his powers. I just love how like his arms aren't just detached; like his bones are showing. Yeah, you can see like the blood inside. Just a little bit more. I'm not saying a lot more, but I, like it was just that scene was so crazy and so funny that I wanted more of it. Um. Yeah. Well, here's some good news for you. Mike ca- or Carrie caught this in the second watch. It doesn't look like he's dead. Looks like that whenever they showed a screen afterwards of deceased, that his was still lit up. Really? And if you think about it, they never shot him. They just shot his arms. <laughs> and they're shooting his arms in midair, and he's over on the ground going, oh! He was just <laughs> honestly cracked my shit up. When he, they're shooting his arms, and he's just reacting to it, like thriving all around the ground. But they did show him like bleeding out. But I guess while they were showing most other people that were dead, so you could be right. What's TDK stand for? It's my, it's name. my name. It's like, but what do the letters mean? Every name has letters. <laughs> <laughs> then you, then it, it wasn't his name though. It stand for the detachable kid. Yeah. Um, Ratcatcher too. I thought that girl was great. Yeah. She's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, like I wanted to see more of her. She just stole the screen. I felt like all the time. And like, what a power! Like I have this magic wand that controls rats. Like the little waving Sebastian. Yeah. He's just waving at everybody. Yeah. Idris Elba was great. He was. He, yeah, that he's, suit was so he just awesome. Good. He's, he's just like he does. is, but he showed up like in like this was a different character for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was like kind of like the character from uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Hobbs and Shaw a little bit, but like that's what I was thinking. You know, a little similar, but like funnier for sure. Like whenever Peacemaker said that joke about showing off, and Idris Elba was like, "Fuck, that's true." <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right, guys. I think we got it. Anything else you want to add on this thing? I think it's an all-around win. I don't know if we talked about it, but it is. Uh, this was from today. 7.6 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dropped a little bit from that 100, which I guess over time you're just, yeah. just going to get it. I think 7.6 is a little low, but I'm not going to nitpick. 74% on Metacritic. I agree. For an IMDb, you know, there's superhero movies that do better than that, and we're I feel like we're proving it right now. It that should be in the 80s. You don't have to be a superhero movie to see this. If you're asking yourself who this is for, um, I mean, if you're going to watch it with your kids, it's a hard R, so get ready for that. But your kids got to watch this eventually because this is just a fun movie. <laughs> exactly. All right, man, that's Suicide Squad. You can find this along with, oh, I was also going to share uh, some other folks out there, what they thought online, some of the people that we follow a lot. We already gave a shout-out to Chris Killian for getting us to go see this in on IMAX. This is the tweet that got us to do that. We got a little combo. You can go follow Chris Killian at Chris Killian on Twitter. Um, also from the comic book family, Brandon Davis, of course, went and saw this. He got to see an early premiere. And this is just the very beginning of his post on Instagram. You can go follow him at Brandon Davis BD. But in all caps, the Suicide Squad is insane. Wow. It's just wild. Totally agree. And then from the Facebook group on uh, on Facebook, the Mostly Superhero Squad, Kenneth in there, one of our recent new uh, uh, members, gave a spoiler-free review. Mind-blowing visuals and jam-packed action sequences. Hoping to see more of, of these in the DCEU. And I totally agree. This is, you know, that's kind of where I was going with it before is getting excited about spinoffs and stuff. But really, I get excited about thinking about James Gunn and Zack Snyder, like maybe getting in a room together. Like, Crazy to think about. It is because like you don't know exactly what would happen. But if you could somehow mix this mesh of like, how do you, one, you don't want to break anything James Gunn is doing. But like, how would you apply this to like a Batman movie? And would that even work? And like, would it be cool? Would it like not be cool? Yeah. I've said it before on the pod. I'm fine with them having separate things and not connecting. You're always saying that, too. I know. And this is I, a perfect I example. Like, just let it stand on its own. Let it stand. We don't need to have 27 continuous movies. Well, it's great. It's crazy how they do it. That is the But, big, like, what that's, if? That's like, the, that's not fitting for us. We just talked about that today. But we got this Peacemaker show. I just don't see Peacemaker and Batman, the new The Batman movie, in the Cross same the universe. I mean, I mean maybe maybe this it's is hard a, to think about. That's maybe my... this is Earth Two or Earth One, whatever they call it. You there know? was. Did you know that there was a script that uh, James Gunn considered about the Suicide Squad ta- taking on Superman? Yeah, I did see that. Come on, Henry. I mean, come back to us. How I, it, I can't even picture it because maybe of two. the DC stuff we've seen. Maybe two. Maybe two. I think DC is going to give James Gunn the keys and just say, "Hey, we trust you now." I hope they do, man. I hope too. they see what they're doing here. Well, they gave him a Peacemaker show, eight episodes. That's true. Well, exactly right. They they said, you know what? We like this already, even before the results of the release. Yeah. All right, guys. The Suicide Squad. Wild. James Gunn nailed it. Go see it. You can find this review along with any of our other DC reviews at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash DCU. Go check it out. We'll keep it updated. and We'll give you a prize of what we're hearing in the DC world. With that, let's talk about what's coming up. wrap up the show here nice little wednesday here with the boys monday if you're listening sunday on patreon coming up as always mcu pending any delays i don't even i don't even put that out there i know uh what if is here so one episode at a time you can count on us talking about it for the next several weeks nine episodes of that will keep you apprised shang chi three weeks september 3rd uh we'll be seeing it and then uh, the next thing is the eternals keep the mcu train moving as always 
And that's it. All we got for coming up. We'll do what if next week. And uh, we need to pick a meet so we can think about it. I'm out of town this weekend, going to Michigan with the lady this year. Parents can't wait. Um, and I'll be thinking about it, but we need to brainstorm. We don't have to decide right now. And if you want to find out what we're watching, you want to know ahead of time so you can plan for the episode, get in the Mostly Superheroes Facebook group, and we'll drop it in there once we decide. Giggler, let's start with you, man. How'd, uh, how'd this go for you today? What was your favorite thing we talked about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really loved What If. It's probably my favorite <laughs> oh, MC man. thing so far. Be I'm honest. Just, I'm only kidding. Be honest. What If kind of let us down, huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we could do something where like fans decide what we talk about next week. Like a van, a fan nomination, poll, like a poll, maybe just throw some if, some of the DC movies on there that we're thinking about watching and just go because DC we're not doing it in order. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. I don't really want to watch five straight Supermans. Yeah, I'll, no, we. I think I needed a break from those. We decided we're going to bounce around, and you know what? We will always take fan requests. But yeah, we'll let's do put a, something in the squad. Put something in the squad. I'll we'll do say a, what DC movie because we've talked about first two Supermans. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Batman and Batman Returns, right? That's mm-hmm. it? That's it, really. I mean, that and, yeah, that's pretty much it. And Suicide Squad. And we haven't talked about we haven't talked about the Bale movies. Nope. We haven't talked about Clooney's. Nope. Kilmer. Nope. West. West. <laughs> Why not? Why not West? I like that idea, Andy. We'll, uh, we'll put Let's something put in the something. squad. Uh, PC Mike, any, any words for the squad before we take off for the weekend? I mean, I'm just happy DC put something out that's awesome. Yeah, I'll give it up for that. DC Mike, about time. DC Mike in hey. his house. If DC Mike is saying that it's the best it's been out from that, I mean, it's true. Wonder Woman's really good. I mean, the first Wonder Woman. The first one. Not the recent one. No. 84 was pretty bad. But then, you know, like I was saying, the best thing that came out before this was the Snyder Cut. And even that is just like yeah, its own thing. Yeah, I mean, this is the best since The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Nine years. Good, good call. Spot on. I'm glad it lived up the hype, mm-hmm. too, because you know it could have been one of those that, like, hey, listen, yeah, you made 20 different posters of this every week. Who cares? It sucked. Well, it didn't. It was awesome. We've talked about it. I've been pumping it up for about a year. Now that you have HBO behind you, now that you have all this, this movie does well. Peacemaker, TV show, Greenlit. We got the new um, Titans coming out that I think is going to be better than the first two seasons. It I think is. I think they it I think is DC found something with HBO. Yeah, and they're going to take it and run with it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, because I'm not going to lie, the first two seasons of Titans were kind of hard to get through. Well, that, yeah, and those were DC Universe. You're totally right. You got somebody. You got different people coming in, and also you got Doom Patrol. You know, you got you got other stuff and on. You go back and finish that, and that's great. That's and you talk about wacky, like definitely like would work with a crossover with characters from that and this. You know, you could do something like that for sure. There's a teaser for that released the other day. Did you see that? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, for Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, yeah. Yeah, I did. I saw like a. I just saw like a poster or something though. I didn't see yeah. an actual teaser. It's like a minute. It looks. It'll be good. Well, and there was a. It was a big cliffhanger in season two because yeah, they had to wrap early because of the pandemic. I I forgot. Like what's even happening in the show? Like other than the cliffhanger, I was like, I don't remember what's going on with anybody. But the teaser got me pretty jacked. Yeah, we'll we'll have to talk about if we're gonna like rewatch some of that, or maybe just rewatch the last couple episodes or something. Yeah. Either way, though, Doom Patrol will be on here. We'll be talking about that. DC's here, man. They're showing up, and uh, the Suicide Squad's obviously reignited a spark in us. And uh, we'll get in here and keep you apprised of it. You can go uh, subscribe at mostlysuperheroes.com, guys. We appreciate you. And uh, new episodes every Monday, Sunday on Patreon. And call that damn studio phone, 754-CALL-LOG. We watch for messages. We'll be watching for you in the Facebook group. And we'll see you next week.
You guys take it easy.